Whether you have children of your own, nieces, nephews, family, friends, or you work with children, as adults, we play a major role in the lives of our children. They're our future and they're the future of humanity. Now, we demonstrate ourselves every day in front of our children and we act as role models. And as you know, children, they're like sponges. They absorb everything that we say and do. And from zero to seven years old, that's their subconscious brain absorbing everything into their future. So as mirrors, we can help our children understand self-confidence, self-worth, self-belief in what we do and say to them. So we have to be deliberate about how we think and what we say to them and how we support them. At the same time, you know, we have to allow them to fail and failure is not easy for any of us. But as a child, those will be the first experiences of failure. But it's important because that's what helps helps them gain resilience, gains an understanding that they can go back and do better and that you don't always get it the first time, you know, and failure isn't a bad thing. And this is where we play a major role of supporting them and giving them guidance, but we allow them to make their own choices and grow from those choices and the experiences they have. The end of the day, creating a powerful mindset is something that we can help support with our young children. In this day and age, it's really challenging. So if we can just say the right things deliberately with good intentions and help them create a better positive mindset and perspective, we are helping build a better future for this earth. Today, I am really excited. I'm here in the beautiful Mesa Lounge in North London. Shout out to Mesa Lounge. Thank you for having us. And I'm here with the wonderful guest, Adrian Tuitt. He's also known as AT. AT has founded a company called The Little Runners, and they run sports coaching for young kids in schools. Now, recently, he is in the recent years of what we've experienced through COVID has also seen that there's a massive opportunity to help empower the mindset of younger kids. So he both empowers them through sports and um, physical activities, but also through their mental thinking and how better to kind of see perspectives in life. He runs talks in schools. And today I'm really glad that he's here with us. He's, he's experienced his own challenges as a younger kid and probably got into the wrong crowds, but managed to get on track. And that's what's really empowered him to set up this business. And I'm really grateful for him to be here today. So with that being said, Welcome, AT. Thank you for being here. Thank you, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm in a good place. I mean, the world's it's not in the greatest place, but my mind is good, so I'll stay in that place, which is a good place for me. And I have to always say this. Yeah. When I do this podcast and I find guests, it's, it's alignment for me. It's kind of, I don't always plan it. It's like the universe is aligning me with the right souls and the right just individuals that are on the same page as what we want to deliver as a message. And I said many a times, I want to talk about how we empower our children and how we can create a better future. And it's through our children, right? Of course, of course. So, and and to the love of Instagram, and we'll talk about social a bit yeah. later about the, the good and bad of it. But I came across one of your motivational videos yeah. and I was like, wow, this is great because you're also a brown black man speaking of positivity but also to the younger generation and I don't really find that regularly what's your thoughts about yeah I mean I don't think the youth get enough positive information given to them and 
the stats don't lie, we get given around 80% of negative information. So again, that's going to mess up as adults, our mindset. But so much has gone on in society the past year or so due to the pandemic, it's going to mess with the youth as well and how they look at themselves and look at that, what they want to achieve in the future. They now think it's not possible. So positivity really does help. and can take you to places you think you, you couldn't have gone before, but with a positive mindset, you can. Brilliant. And for you, empowering our children, it's the title of this episode. Mm-hmm. When when we first started talking, it just came to me. I saw some of your content and I was like, that is the name of the episode. Resonated for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what comes to mind? How do you feel when you think about that title, empowering our children? Yeah, I think the youth play a massive role. They're the future. You know, who's going to be our next plumber, electrician? It's the youth. You know, who's going yeah. to be the next one? Our next sports athlete is it's the youth, you know. So we need to we need to empower them to stay on track and to, to reach their full potential and what it is they want to achieve. And um, these days it's getting a lot harder due to obviously, you know, propaganda these days and what goes on outside of our home. So keeping them in the right place is, I think, is very, very important, but also having the right mindset. Um, I think that's something that we need to do a lot more, especially more in education. Education shouldn't be just you're reading, you're writing and exactly. say science. It should be... There should be a lesson on, you know, mindset, you know, because without the right mindset, how can you try and elevate yourself in a particular in the field if your mind's not in the right place? Uh, I, so many gems there. We didn't get taught that in school. It's not being taught in school today. I always couple that with meditation and how to be still and not overthink, because I think that they are, you know, correlated uh, positive mindset and being able to just be still and not always just kind of overthinking if you can kind of tackle the two, you can be very powerful because it's it's here, isn't it? It's being able to just compose oneself. Yeah, um, like you said, it's all that pain, it's in the mind. And the one thing I always thought that, you know, the strongest muscle was my chest or my leg. <laughs> but really, it's it's your mind. Your mind is the most powerful muscle that we've got and we need to train it, we need to develop it. Yeah. You know, because that controls everything, our actions each day, yeah. our movements, me speaking, it's the mind telling me to speak. So... Once you train that, you can really, you know, personal development. You yeah. Know, we started from young, then we've got a very powerful young generation growing up. They can all teach each other as well. Something. So, yes, the, the brain is, is important. And I love that because also sometimes our mind, our ego is what takes over our heart space. Mm-hmm. And I'm very big on the whole follow your heart. Yeah. It's the T-shirt today. You know, love your t-shirt. Yeah, thank you. It was it was meant for today. But you know, if we want to follow our heart, sometimes our mind says no because it's past experiences, bad experiences. Mm -hmm. But I want to like just stepping back and just going, okay, you the way when I see you and I talk to you, I can see the youth going, ah, he's he's kind of cool, yeah. You know, like you know, you're you can resonate, you know, mm. with what you're saying and you're easy to understand. And I think you talk in a really, just not patronizing language. Mm. It's, it, there's also wisdom in when you talk and, and even in your video content. So what really, you know, got you down this avenue? Cause you started with the sports, right. And then you moved into the mindset. Yeah. So sports growing up was, was my get out. I was never known to be the smartest kid in school, but I was always good at sports. I was actually teaching the teachers how to play cricket or football <laughs> or hockey. So I knew that was something that I had. That was sort of my gift. But I never knew. I knew I was good at it, but never knew sort of what a gift was. I thought a gift was Christmas, you get a gift. But I never knew that how powerful a gift is to have one 
personally have all got I believe we've all got a gift right yeah um so sport kind of kept me kept me sane um and primary school went through primary school with it and went into secondary school but I never knew that I could be what I'm doing right now because back in the day it was I've got negativity all the time but um I managed to stick with my sport at the same time it was kind of hard I grew up in Hackney and Hackney was known as the murder mile yeah I remember that from a place called Manor House straight through to Captain it was known as the murder mile that's where the most murders happened and it was kind of easy to be a part of the wrong crowd yeah um not saying that I never but at, at most times I tried to go play with the boys that were playing football yeah because I liked playing football at the same time I saw everything it kind of excited me to be in that crowd but I thought let me go and play football you know um but it was easy to get caught up in things so um through sport that was actually that was my total get out but then I managed to get into sports coaching right um and then with the sports coaching I managed to set up my own coaching company um working in schools and I've done that in, in South London um and that kind of elevated to be quite a successful company. But then there came a point when I wanted to touch kids on the mental side of things because I found the process of even me growing up. So I suffered with my anger as well. And oh. uh, I had to go to anger management. Do you know, can I just interrupt there? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of male, kind of just male collective, masculine collective, they suffer because I don't want to like point at my brother, but my brother's mentioned it. I know other men that I find it come the men have that anger issue. And I, I don't know if that is, I'm just going to put this out here, sorry to interject, mm-hmm. but sometimes with men, they can't express their emotions. Yeah. So instead of going to like cry or show like really vulnerable emotions, they go to anger and frustration mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. aggression. What's your thoughts? Is, was that what you yeah, expected? I, 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 I never actually knew why or how I got angry. It was just... It was one of them places where I'll just go blank and then I'll totally just switch. Like in the classroom, Whoa. it happened. I'm throwing tables. Whoa! Yeah, it was it was quite bad, and I want to I want to get out of that actual space. I don't I don't think I think it was as well that I didn't feel that I was part of the group that I selected to be to be smart because okay. as well in the classroom you get the kids who got the level five paper. I got the level two paper. Mm-hmm. And my brother or sister, they were known to be as smart. Right. Even going home and they got all the ticks on there. I think this, I think as a whole, that got to me as a, as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I kind of built up a little anger from within. Right. And then, but I never knew that when I was, only when I get older, I sort of figured it out. If that makes Anger sense. of not feeling good enough? Yeah, but I, then I, that's when the sport came into it. But I knew I was okay. good at that. Right. So you... It was between the two. Um, but it was, really, it was hard to sort of understand why I was getting angry. Yeah. Um, but then when I set up my coaching company, there was a process that I actually went through. And the thing is, when I actually set up my coaching company, it was, I was in a sort of in a bad state of mind. Yeah. Because I had a lot of things going on. Because what actually happened to me was when I was 19 at the time, I was actually, I was in North London in Tottenham. And this is something that I'll never forget, is that I was at a bus stop and then I got surrounded by around... 20 boys whoa yeah, yeah, yeah you know I grew up around there so I can imagine yeah, so what that was like around 20 boys just surrounding me and I bust up by myself and then I never forget I didn't feel scared I thought to myself okay what's going on I sort of knew what was going to happen mm-hmm. but then you know 
surrounding me, freedom surrounding me, the rest of them surrounding me. And then there, that one has pulled out a gun. Wow. Yeah, put out a gun on me. And it's again what you got. At the time, I was actually working part time in retail. Mm-hmm. And buzzing as you do, you're making a bit of money, a few hundred pounds, whatever it yeah. is. I like I had like two rings on. And like they took my rings. And, oh. and then, you know, then they asked, then they like I had my phone on me as well. They took my phone as well. And it was like there was not a moment of me where I wanted to like run or nothing because I thought to myself, okay, like, I mean, I didn't feel it. At that moment, it was kind of, I kind of blacked out because I thought to myself, if I do do something wrong, if I did try to run, then they'll probably pull the trigger. Yeah. And so it was crazy because I never told no one about it. What for? My mum, wow. dad, brother, sister, friends, no one of me. You held it within? For, for, I held mean, it. Next day, I had college. Yeah. Because I was working, I think I still had like maybe a hundred pound in my bank account. I went back to the shop and bought myself the same rings. Oh, wow. So then I came to college a little bit late, but no one knew what ever happened. But when I think back on it, it was like, well, what was that person going through to make them even want to do that? Yeah. Their mental side. Yeah. To be part of a crowd, to be part of a gang and then... And then maybe a week later, when I wanted to set up my company, my dad gave me, he was clearing out his office that he had downstairs. And he had these tapes. He's like, oh, son, take these tapes. And I don't, I don't need them anymore. And I was like, I don't want to listen to these tapes. I don't listen to tapes on whatever words. Took the tapes and it was a motivational speaker. Wow. And then I put it on and listened to it. A guy called Les Brown. Okay. I've heard of him, right? He's an American speaker. And I put it on, I listened to him for like two, three minutes. But then the words he was saying when he was speaking, it just resonated with me there and then. And then I listened to him all the time on YouTube and mm-hmm. YouTube and YouTube and YouTube and YouTube. And then with that, that's when my sort of, I liked motivational speaking. I only listened to him for like two or three years. Mm-hmm. But then those words, that he was giving out stuck with me. So when I set up my company and I was done, done, done well with it, when I had the hard times with the company, I would listen to Les Brown. Right. Listen to speaking. Yeah. You know, you know the personal relationships, etc. I would listen to Les Brown. I listen to Les Brown. He empowered yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made ma- massive difference. Massive difference. And then I grew as an individual. Like yeah. my mindset grew. And then I knew that I could be good talking to the kids about... Because as a coach, you... Coach your kids through physical activity, but at the same time, you like their mentor, especially the boys. They look up to you. Of course, yeah. You know? um, so the school even saw me while I was working as a mentor for the boys as well. But then I wanted to take it to another level of doing talks myself and talking to kids because the one thing that he said was, it takes it takes someone else's belief to believe in you before you believe in yourself. Wow, those are bars. and that was powerful. And so I don't think a lot of kids actually believe in themselves. But if I can believe in you and tell you I believe in you you're going to feel a buzz. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to just excel and just tell every kid that I can even see or speak to that I believe in you because I believe that we're all gifted with something. That is, like, phenomenal what you just shared because that must have been 20 boys, can I just say. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember growing up around North London and, you know, luckily I wasn't a boy, but I could see a lot of things going down. But as a girl, there was 
there was some like shady moments, let's say, where I was scared to walk home from school mm. because certain girl gangs were after me or bullying me. And it was intense, but I never had anyone pull out a gun. No, it was... <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it was... If, like, I can think... I can see the moment in my head. Yeah. But it doesn't... It doesn't anger me. That's good. You've healed It's, it's, it's crazy. It, yeah, right? it doesn't anger me. I just... I see it as a moment of... of growth. Yeah, and I, and I know that you're getting a lot of great press as well lately and previously since you've been doing the mindset, you know, motivational speaking in schools. And it's also a way to help encourage the youth, especially for young boys that get into violent kind of gangs and doing crime to stay away from knife crime or gun crime. And I've, I've seen some, are you in the Hackney Gazette? And that was really great. Yeah, so, because... See, you went back to your old primary school. I went school. back to my old primary yeah. school. Yeah, that, 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 was, that was important for me to go back to my old primary school. And talking, what you just said now about the youth, obviously since the pandemic, there's been a massive increase, they don't really talk about it, but there's been a massive increase of grooming. So that's mm. when the so-called older sort of boys use the youth to go out to different locations and, you know, right. sell their products. And a lot of the youth see it as a gap of doing that because they're making a bit of money. They're part of a, a family, as you could say. And and, um, and family life at home might not be as good, right? Might you might not be empowered or, be empowered or supported or loved. Or a role model. Yeah. Say. And so they get into that crowd. You know, and then um, it sort of becomes their home, but then they don't know the consequences of being that is is deep. And when you once you're in, it's hard to get out. And if you do try, try get out, there's consequences for you. And if you've got family, everything can be it can be difficult. So for me as well, is letting these boys, especially the boys, not obviously and the girls, things happen as well. But for the boys to you know, think about the choices they're going to make, mm-hmm. you know, you know, is that something that you really want to do like what else can you do so if you do go down that road it's going to be a difficult difficult role for you you might look good you might have a nice pair of trainers and stuff like that yeah but the consequences that come behind it is um quite toxic you know and I have to just say, when I saw the content of you speaking in schools, I mean, it really touched my heart. I mean, we never had that when we were growing up, not in primary school, mm. not in secondary school, not even in university. Mm. I don't ever have an experience of that. Okay. And I've never had, from a personal experience, and I think this you might relate, I never had my dad going, yeah, you can do it. And I believe in you. My dad was like, he did the reverse psychology on me. Then I was like, right, I'm going to do it. Okay. That was his tactic. It worked on me and my yeah, brothers. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have to kind of say, all right, dad. Yeah. But it was more, it was a different type of psychology. I think it would have been more powerful looking in hindsight to go, you are capable. My mum was doing it, but then I had like two different approaches. Yeah. Right. Like, oh yeah, you're, you're going to be a CEO or that bank manager you want to be or whatever. Mm. My mum was kind of doing it. But not to have that in school. We didn't have that in school. It was all about books. It was all about, like, read the textbook, do the kind of regurgitation, and then it's like a comprehension of what you've read, mm-hmm. and then apply it and say that you've read and you understood and you can kind of regurgitate mm-hmm. back and show understanding. Mm-hmm. That's not really life. That's not really training, you know, heart, uh, understanding heart, training brain, yeah. um, and just knowing that you have the capability. Like, if you think about this world and what's going on today, mm-hmm. most of us are living in fear. And that big age old thing of lack mentality, 
if you grow up and someone's empowering, like you, you go to an empowering talk at school by someone like AT or similar mm. that's telling you there's no such thing as lack. Your life can be abundant. You you have to just channel your mindset in a certain way. Believe in yourself. Yeah. As long as you believe in yourself, you can make it happen. Yeah. Don't be afraid to fail because it's in failing that you then get the successes and you don't need to fit in with that crowd. Like you mentioned the trainers. Like, do you remember going into school and it was non-school? I had yeah. school uniform, but you didn't wear school uniform. And that was the day it was like judgment day, yeah, man. Of course. Like yeah. who's got Nike hair or who's wearing and then people look at what your swag. Oh yeah. It must be swag. even worse now. Yeah, exactly. Everyone wants the latest, but they call it drips now, don't they? It's yeah, drip. call it drip. You yeah. Have, you have the drips I didn't even have swag in my time. It was <laughs> just like clothes and clothes. <laughs> <laughs> what you said about the schools wanting their kids to perform and do well. But if the kid ain't got the right mindset, how are they going to work? Precisely. How are they going to work? And they're all coming from different homes and backgrounds. Yeah, demographics plays a massive role. So you don't know what's going on in that child's home. You don't yeah. know what's happening in the morning or in the evening, even if they've had breakfast. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes, it's not all school, but some schools are quite not on to them. But you have to look within yeah. and see how that kid is performing, not just in school, but outside of school. You know, you don't know what's happening at home. You know, they could be in around domestic violence. It could be, you know, there's no food at home. It yeah. could be, you know, they're getting, you know, traumatised by a certain situation. So for any school, if you want your kids to perform and to try and reach their full potential in school, the mindset has to be in the right place, you know? Yeah, and I mean, I said before, right, like we didn't have that in school, but now it's happening and you're part of that change. Like it's happening in schools. I mean, like how did that work? What was the kind of reception or, you know, like the response from head mistresses, masters and the schools for doing these talks? You'd be surprised. I mean, obviously to get my first talk was difficult. Yeah. Because head teachers and companies, they want to see the foundation. They want to see where we're going to talk before. Yeah. And okay. I've never done one before, but you need to, just trust me, I can do this. Yeah. And it was actually a friend of mine who's a deputy head at a school called um, KAA, yeah. Kensington Outreach Academy. He said, hey, you know, I believe what you can do, you know, come down to my school. Wow. I didn't need nothing. And I came down there in front of 225 year seven students. And I just delivered. But I was, I acted like I, I wasn't scared, but I was. Yeah. But then, um, but the reception was good. I delivered a good talk as well. They were buzzing. The kids, they can, they resonated with me what I was saying, um, and it was a good response. But I just wanna, I just wanna do more talks and uh, be, be someone that is making a difference to someone, even though I don't even know who they are. Yeah, having an impact. You know. I mean, now you're obviously engaging with so many different kids from so many different backgrounds, mm. of course, different like parts of the UK, right? Yeah. What you know, you're obviously speaking to the kids in a big forum, but then afterwards you probably engage with them. They're coming up to you, having questions. Do they have specific questions? Do they share any feedback? Yeah, I mean, what I do as well when I do my talks, I uh, do like a mentoring session. So I talk to kids after the session as well. Cool. I, I normally do as well. I stay for the whole day. So That's then really cool. I tell them at the end of my talk, I'll be outside in the playground so you can talk to me. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah do. That's... I don't believe in this being somewhere and then just shooting off. Yeah, no, yeah. Because I always go back to the school as well for a follow-up to see how, the kids, to see how the kids are getting on. And within the talk, I always just, obviously they listen to what I say and then they do ask questions. You know, they ask questions, 
you know, um, like how do you set up your company or... Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, <laughs> how, like, how, how do I do certain things? And I, and I tell them. I yeah. Tell them, I tell them straight because I believe that I am them because Absolutely. I had... I can say I didn't have... Like I said, I wasn't the smartest kid. I learned how to do things sort of by myself. I set up my company, learned how to do it by myself. You know, wow, I bought my impressive. first property thinking, okay, it's what you need to do by myself, you know. So when I elevate, it's not about just what I can do. It's about my knowledge now. How can I then help somebody else? If they're even younger than me, it's even better. Because then it, just, it starts, the marbles have to think in their brain, okay, he can do it. He's from, he's a Hackney boy. Okay, I'm from yeah. the South or whatever it is. He can do it. I can do it then. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, um, yeah, I just want to keep, supporting and you know making a difference so if I, if I know the answer then I'm going to give it to you doesn't matter if you're if you're 10 if you're 12 if you're 19 if you're 25 if you're 40 um but especially for the youth we want their brains to be that muscle that is developing with good information yeah absolutely you know? because like yeah. I said to you, it's not it doesn't get fulfilled a lot with positive information so um I think that's key yeah yeah and I mean, that's interesting that they that's the question that they ask, because I thought, you know, maybe that some of them might come and start opening up or getting emotional about stuff that's going on at home. You don't experience any of those. I mean, moments. when I do the mentoring session, um, and I talk to the kids. Sometimes they do say they, they I do like a questionnaire about how they feel about school and how they feel about life. Yeah. And th- there's no names. And so you don't even know who it's from. So you really keep everything private. Right. So. On the questionnaire, I have a question, I think it says, um, you know, how do you feel about school? How do you feel about life? A lot of them, when it comes to the life question, it's, I feel nothing. Oh. Do you know what I mean? They feel nothing. And then another question is, how do you feel about, say, the pandemic? And they say, I don't feel, like an answer will be, what I want to do, I can't do it now. That's the answer. Wow. So what what they wanted to do is uh, what I want, the answer is what I wanted to do. I can't do it now. So they're feeling restricted and they're having a disconnect with just feeling full stop. Yeah, and life, and because like I said to you, they've been fed so much negativity. It's like what they want to achieve now. Subconsciously, they're thinking, "Oh, it's not possible." Yeah, because yeah. Of what they've been fed. And this is why it's so important. Like this podcast what you're doing, the other guests we have on, they're influencing in a positive way, young people, adults, communities. Mm. Like humanity needs this positive movement. It needs this kind of content, this guidance. We're not, you know, we're not leaders or anything. We're mm. just sharing, sharing knowledge. That's, that's all it is. That's, that's yeah. all it is. There's um, posit- positive vibes, it wins all the time. Yeah, it absolutely. Wins. But then sometimes it can get overpowered by the negativity. Yeah. That's when you've got to have a really strong mindset, you know, and try and try your best to block it out. And I guess for those that are listening or watching, I mean, you can keep a positive mindset, but if one day you're, and I always say this on the podcast, but I just want to stop and say this. If one day you need to cry, just cry, connect with your emotions. Emotions are moving through us all the time, mm. but it's not that we become the emotion. It's that we acknowledge the emotion and we allow it to pass through. And then we can elevate back into a positive mindset again. So make sure you understand you have emotional intelligence because that's important. It's important for just getting through life because some days are shit. Mm. Some days aren't so great. Sometimes mm, things are happening. Life is happening and mm. it was never meant to be a straight upward trajectory. No, there's challenges challenges everywhere. With your yeah. mindset, say workload, it could be your fitness, your health. It, it's, every day brings a new challenge, you could say. You know, you can't yeah. hide from it. Yeah. It's life. So, I mean, 
it really did kind of make my heart like melt when you said that they feel nothing. I mean, in terms of empowering the children, what would you say are like the most important things to be considering for anyone that's listening or watching when we're in, involved with kids, when we're spending time with them, whether it's family, friends or through work instances? Well, I believe, especially with my experience working with children, right? So I haven't got kids of my own, but this is from my experience. I've worked with kids for the past 15 years. Yeah, yeah. I just feel that you got to give them positive vibes. You have to encourage them and be there. Be present. Imagine, exactly. Yeah. For example. Hold space. Yes, because I'm a, think of if it was your birthday, right? And you've got, you know, your friends coming, but then you've got your, one of your best friends. Who, they're saying they're not too sure they can turn up, right? Yeah. And then through your birthday, that person didn't turn up yet. But then, say, 20 minutes ago, that person turns up, oh, you're, you're buzzing, you're happy. But a kid feels that, that excitement every time when you're there. Yeah. And when you give them something positive. When I take kids football and I say, listen, you're great, you can do great things. You know, I actually believe in you. Next time when you get the ball, just run, do a skill. I know you can do it. <laughs> they look at you like, oh, all right, all right. You know, and and that is oh. there. They, when it, once I feel that, they can just, just blossom, you know, they're like a flower that they just shoot up. So I think it's always about just, you know, being there and give, just being that positive sort of role model, that positive talk. And um, then when it, they'll make mistakes. Yeah. Let them know that life is about making mistakes. You learn yeah. from your mistakes. Absolutely. You know, every, mistake, exactly. every mistake that you make. I mean, I always say this to kids, you only give up. Um, if you only give up, like once you learn something, you only fail once you give up. Mm-hmm. All right, failure, yeah. it, it happens all the time. Yes. Okay, but don't give up on that. Yeah. All right, because if I gave up on speaking, I wouldn't be here now. Exactly. That makes sense. Because I, yeah. I had a speech impediment before. I couldn't even really speak properly. Wow. You know, but I sat at home well. and, and practiced speaking, you know. So, um, and don't give up on what you want to. So it's always about, I think praise as, as a kid goes goes very, very, goes very far. Goes a long way. Yeah, I think praise does a lot. And not force them to be something that they don't know what they are as yet. Yeah, you know, yeah. some parents force the kids. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do this. You know, how about what do you want to do? Yeah, you know, you what know, makes you happy? Shout out to the camera producer man, Wave, the producer, because when we were getting ready for this, right, he was talking about how he tells his kids, you know, to really follow their heart. Yeah. So you know, like if they're really passionate about doing some kind of activity go for it he promotes that he mm. doesn't try to force them down a different route and I mean I was kind of like almost a bit forced a bit when I was younger I'm sure mm. you felt that too yes yeah, being compared bit. to other kids or oh, they're smarter or they've done this or this one's gone to Oxford yeah okay and like you said as well producers make sure you're happy make sure you're happy following yeah. the heart happiness is happiness is key yeah, you know, um, and don't worry if you're not even labelled as smart because I don't think how how do you, how do you define smart? What is smart? Yeah, and and this <laughs> is the thing, you know, this is why I mean I could go into a whole like plethora of things of why I don't really want my kids to go to school because I want to create my own curriculum, but I do think that part of school it's great for some reasons and it does provide a good you know a good sort of place of like learning but it also gets you into that nine to five thing and then you come out and you're like almost like brainwashed and sort of program that you have to then go into a nine to five sort of job Mm. and why can't you be an entrepreneur why can't you follow a creative direction or a sports direction Mm. just because athletes have a certain like you know athletic life 
so what they could do that and then start up business after that or likewise for someone that wants to follow artistry or mm. you know painting or whatever it is you know like that those vocations those um career paths there's nothing wrong with it you don't have to be the doctor the surgeon the lawyer mm. you know the the teacher the no you don't yeah. you be you do what you want to be you know yeah. like, i knew i wanted to be in the sporting industry industry so i want to do sports and then obviously speaking out must be speaking. So it's it's doing what you want to do and trying to master it. Yeah. You know, I want to be one of the best coaches in the area I want to. So I train myself to be a really good coach. Yeah. I'm doing my speaking. I practice myself. You train yourself, develop yourself, and you know, work on it every day, see what the top people are doing. And then, you know, you train yourself to be the best in, in your industry. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, that's what they need to know as well. You've got to, it takes time to build. You know, it's, it's building blocks. It's building blocks. So I tell them that as well. You know, nothing comes overnight. And the thing is, what they see, okay, what the eyes see, the mind believes. Right. Okay. So, you know, misdirection. All right. So when you see someone who's not truly successful, you think, oh, that's easy. But mm-hmm. what, what has that person done? What's, what's, what's the battle? What, what, have, you know, what have they gone through? What challenge have they gone to actually get there? Yeah. You know, it's hard work. It's dedication. It's focus. Early nights, early, um, late nights, early mornings, you know, mm-hmm. consistency, getting told no. Failure. Failure. And again, yeah. and again, and this, again. This is it. And one thing I've learned as well is that a lot of children not like the word no, even as adults. But for me, I've learned that no means not now. Thank you. And sometimes no is better than a yes in that moment. Exactly, because you might get told no. But so a school might say they're not interested in my speaking. But then six months later, they feel as if their kids need empowering. And Precisely. They say, oh, ATV might need you back in. Can you come back in? Last time it was no. So always no, this means not now. Yeah. That's, oh, how, that's, better, how, that's, that's how I see it. Avenue, right? That's how I see it. Yeah, that's yeah, what you got to tell the kids as well because they're going to even you are going to get rejected. The point about what you see is what you believe, right? It becomes the reality. Social media, right? Mm-hmm. That when we were growing up, and I don't even want to start quoting ages here, but there was definitely no social media. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it started, especially Facebook came in my my twenties, uh, leaving uni. So that was like the early days of Facebook. So there was no Facebook, there's no Instagram. So my parents didn't really have to worry about that. Steph come off, like the computer was like, you know, Super Nintendo and that kind of thing. So Mm. you just play a game. Okay, enough, stop, whatever, yeah. So there was no, they didn't really have problems with that. I mean, my brother used to play a lot, but there was no social media. There was no like real absorption to that. And no one really had a mobile phone. Like mobile phones came out when I was like 16, 17, you know, a bit later on in life. But our kids now, you know, as young as two, three are using laptops, know how to operate the phone, the smart TV, this gadget, Alexa, everything. Their whole world is the internet of things. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, I work in technology in my day job and mm-hmm. I do see the value of the technology, but I do see the brunt of it and the impact it can have from really having a human connection, connection to self, really having a, a, a understanding of the world from my own viewpoint, so from a child's viewpoint, rather than it being completely like clouded by social media so you're seeing like these you know women looking a certain way guys flossing with money and having this Mm. and that and that rapper and this rapper and he's talking about that Mm. I mean it must be really sort of like over consuming the kids in the schools these days especially and that's why a lot more needs to be done and that's why they need to be told what they actually are looking at I see some a lot of social media I believe it's a it's an illusion Oh, absolutely. Um, um, I don't talk on it where people make you think they look a certain way, um, but really 
you know, within themselves, not actually even happy, but they know that other <laughs> yeah. people are looking at them, you know, yeah. um, and they're the ones that actually need help, you know. Yes. Um, or make themselves say you look rich and really they're actually not. Well, it's a known fact that influencers, and I don't I don't have the stat to me, but with me, but influencers actually suffer a lot of like mental health issues. They actually have a lot of self-worth issues. So mm-hmm. that's gonna be a lot of the internet if you think yeah, about and it. So if you think of an older person, think now think of a younger person, how they feel, you know, yeah. when they see that, or when they see, you know, um someone on social media looking a certain way. They just think, say, most girls, you have to you, know, you have to be slim, you've got to have this sort of physique, and then the girls now, they want to be that particular person. Yeah. But what they don't know is, well, sometimes that girl they're looking at, they've got mental health issues. Yeah. They've got anxiety issues. They've got loads know? of problems. They've got loads of issues, but like I said to you, what the eye see, the mind believes, you know, but that's when they, the youth need to be educated on what they're actually looking at yeah. and have the mindset to think, you know, just to know, you know, that, not to be sucked into it, you know. You can look here, you know, have a bit of fun or whatever it is, but I you know, don't see it as that is reality. Yeah, you know? and I think a lot of anxiety is starting to become more prolific in the younger generation. I think when we were growing up in previous years, no one would talk about the word depression or mental health. Mm-hmm. Now it's trending so much. Someone told me the other day, and I can't remember who it was, but they were giving an example, an actual example of like young kids going, yeah, I need, oh, it's, she's a teacher. So a friend of mine's a teacher and um, she does a lot of substitute teaching. And she said, Steph, it's ridiculous. Like, I can't believe what's going on right now. So she'll have kids going, I need a timeout. And they'll keep doing that. And it's my anxiety. Like, come on, man. Like, I'm not being disrespectful. Yes, there's anxiety and there's mental health issues. But now the kids are like using it as well. So how do you draw the line? Like, (laughs) It's difficult because even a lot more in secondary schools now, you're getting a lot more girls and boys that will like cut themselves. All right. But then with that, it's they know that they're gonna get time out. They know they're gonna get attention. They know they're gonna get taken out of class. Because a school has to look at that as a serious situation. Yeah, of course. You know, but for them it's to getting the attention they want, it's getting the love they want. And sometimes they do it because they're not getting it from, from home. From home, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um so yeah it's um the whole mental health is is obviously mental health is important, but then now you've got the youth using it as a sort of a get out to have fun. It's become like a license yeah, to kind of yeah. be so, free um, from and it's taken typical a, school life. Yeah, and it's taken away how serious it actually is sometimes with the kids. I don't, I don't think they actually acknowledge how serious it actually is because some of them are quite young. And that's why it needs to be pushed more in schools so they understand more about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's happening a lot more in schools. Like I said, it's splitting up the wrist. It's all for attention. Yeah. It's all for attention. So... Yeah, a lot more needs to be done in school when it comes to their mental health and, and for adults as well. With the whole social media side of things as well. But it's something that we can't stop. Yeah, like the news, the TV and media. I mean, that it's... in itself is very manipulated. I'm just going to say, I, I speak truth here. Mm-hmm. I speak my truth, so I'll just say it from how I see it. It's very manipulated. When I look back in hindsight, some of the things I used to look at as a kid you know, I was being conditioned without being out, without realizing. I would not watch any of that stuff now, and I wouldn't want my kids to watch it. I'm not trying to be a like an advisor to parents because mm-hmm. I'm not a parent myself, and we're not here to tell parents what to do. But I mean, if you had like just some guidance to just for people that are listening that are 
you know, with kids all the time, whether they're guardians, parents, or it's their, you know, it's within their larger family, what kind of things would you tell them to consider? Because, you know, things will go wrong. Kids will, you know, and parents might be self sort of like crit- critical, like, oh, I shouted at my daughter. I was too fierce or I was a bit aggressive or I was a bit too strict or maybe I've been, you know, too protective or I've given them too much freedom. So they could also be overthinking the way that they parent yeah. or guide kids. Yeah, I mean, well, I think what parents should do, that's what I'm not telling them to be a parent. I'm not a parent. Yeah. But what I need to understand as well, there's no such thing as perfection. So as a parent, you are going to make mistakes. You might have done yeah. too much for your child and let them go out or or on their tablet for a certain amount of time. But I think as a parent, you have to, you've got to learn from your own mistakes as well, because even as adults, we make mistakes. And I think it's important that, you know, for me, when I go into school and work with kids, is understanding the child, mm. you know, so it's understanding your child. Yeah. Understand them, you know, understand how they're feeling, their emotions, understand what they like, what they don't like. Listen. Yeah, exactly. Listen, Actively. you know, be, be a friend as much as a parent to a child. And I think that can make a massive difference, especially like I know some friends who've got children, they're really on it with their kids, you know, is in the sense, not in a bad way, but in the sense of they like to know like, what their kids like and what they're doing and stuff like that. And being a friend to them more, not as someone who's, you know, like a teacher on the rule, pointing at them and get, <laughs> making, them, making them in trouble. Yeah. Um, but letting them understand the boundaries of like, let, let them understand what social media is and let them understand, you know, even, you know, how to do things. Well, what is it you going to do when you're older? You know, it's, it's asking little questions. Then you can see how they are and where they're actually at, you know. Shaping um, them. Yeah, shaping, shaping them up. And then and understanding, like I said, understanding who they are. And then, you know, like I said to you, always feeding them good information. Yeah. Because you don't know what they're getting for when they... As much as you might send them to, say, a nice school, you don't know what's going on in that nice oh, school. Oh, no. And so, I, mean, I mean, some of these private schools even, like, I remember when I went to school, my cousin went to a private school, she ended up, like, drinking alcohol at 14 and getting, like, an overdose and was in hospital. Mm. Private school. One of it the top ha- schools it, it in happens. North London, you know? It and, happens a lot. And there was me, like, goody two-shoes. But it doesn't matter, you know, how much you're paying for school fees because she was around the wrong crowd that the kids were like most, it was a boarding school and most mm. of the kids were like overseas kids from the US and other countries. And they were just like not loved by their parents, just left. And so they were just doing things like trying drugs and alcohol and just all kinds of stuff. And so she was seeing that a lot earlier than me mm. where I went to school where everyone was going back home to their family. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's difficult. Yeah. yeah it's very, very difficult, but you know, I mean, I think the key thing is as well when it comes to the kids is just, just the boost. They all need a boost. Mm-hmm. As adults, we need a boost. We need it they, too, they need yeah. A boost. And, I th- and I think from a young age as well, they've always been told the first word that we actually understand is probably the word no. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which is probably quite negative at the end of the day. But so imagine if they've got that within their head all the time as well. You need to... To, to be there, you need to make sure you're giving that positive. Try, you got to be trying to be a positive role model to your kid. Yeah. To your yeah. children. But you've got to be living that and believing that yourself. You, you've got to live it and believe yeah. it in yourself. And then next thing you've got to mirror, mirror it off to them. And I also think healing is a big aspect. You know, like a lot of parents have had their kids. They've not understood what they need to heal. So mm. then it then projects into the parenting or, or to other kids that are in their life, others, even adults. So it's a projection right so if we start on 
being a better person ourselves, ourselves we can then our light then reciprocates around us and that we help others just generally it's it's the light that illuminates humanity right so whether it's a child or an adult mother father brother mm. sister teacher boss yeah i mean it happens in the workplace too so yeah yeah you are a mirror of you know of reflection of the person you are with if that makes sense Absolutely. if it's your kids you know they will look at you and see what you're doing yeah, you know, and if you're coming across in the right same way, the more likely, I'm not trying to say it's a guarantee, the more likely to be like how you are instead of somebody else. Yeah, because that's how sort of said agreement starts. You know, they're not getting the love and attention, but the other person outside in the street is giving that love, is giving that attention, and then they go off towards where they're getting the love and attention, and then sometimes you might not even see them again. You know, so um, yeah, it's, it's, it's important to build to build that bond, build that connection for you and and, and the children. Yeah. Wow, it's been a fantastic conversation. Mm. Thank you. I mean, empowering our children is something that we can continually learn about. I think that we need to proactively help our future generation, whether we're a parent or an auntie, uncle, you know, brother or sister, we can all play a role Mm. today in humanity. There's a lot changing here on earth. And we can, if we move in a positive way, we spread our light. We work on ourselves and then emanate the goodness from within. We can have a massive impact and amplification on what is awakening on earth right now. Um, so I hope that all of these kind of like, you know, um, experiences that Adrian shared and that we've discussed today and some of your own sort of like um, talking points with kids to empower them has helped our listeners. And, yeah. and whether our listeners uh, are really young or older, as old as a grandparent i hope that this resonates because we can continually grow develop and refine ourselves every day we become better you know not just the kids but us yeah we, there's always time every day is a growth day yeah do you know what i mean every, every day every, every day is a, once you wake up you're blessed for one and so you know i've got a tattoo that says you know one life one chance you know live full die empty you know so that's one a power thing that I like to do, but it's, you've got to live full, live life how you, you know, live, do everything you want to do in your life. So when you are not here, you've done everything you need to do, so you die empty. So I think that's important as well, you know, as much as you want to achieve something or, you know, you want to make this sort of money, you know, live life to the fullest, you know, just be happy. That, that includes your happiness as well, yeah. if that makes sense. You know, so, um, yeah, one life, one chance. And like, live full and then 